0: 411 Live. Where well, you
1: can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. 4-1-1 oh, one, one Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl.
2: 4-1-1 oh, Live. Many of us underestimate the influence that we have. You know, people are watching you. You may not think it, but they're watching you. They're watching what you do. And there will be some who will mimic what you do, your actions. So here's the question. Are you a good example or are you a bad example? Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. I mentioned the idea of uh, people watching you, kind of modeling, because modeling is an important element in the program that my guests are a part of, and my guests being Brandon Curry and Creighton Nash. Brandon is the chief executive officer of Strive 365, and Creighton is the program manager at Strive 365. So welcome to both of you.
0: Thank you, Beverly. Good to, Great to be here.
2: Yeah, it's good to have you. So when we talk about STRIVE, this is a relatively new organization. What, two years?
0: Two years. Uh, this January, I make it two years since our inception.
2: Very nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Tell me kind of the mission of STRIVE 365.
0: Yeah, we're created and built uh, primarily to work with young people, adolescents, mm-hmm. Um, and focus on building resilient mindsets to overcome toxic stress and adverse childhood experiences by creating or counteracting that with positive childhood experiences, um, which could be activities, could be sports, could be performing arts, really just finding ways to connect with young people, meet them where they are, connect with them in their space and create a platform for them to be able to have success. Mm
2: And as you're talking, I'm just thinking Strive 365 sounds to me like kind of that bridge between trauma and resilience right? with the young people.
0: Right. And that's actually a part of, of how we even created the word Strive, like our actual mm. name. Right. So Strive meaning striving mm. all day, all the time with the 365. And then at the core of Strive, how we spell it, S-T-R-Y-V is try. Mm-hmm. In order to, to create change and to empower yourself, you have to actually try. Sometimes just showing up creates that change. And then it's also an acronym. We have a lot of acronyms, actually. <laughs> that's the best way to remember things. But uh, we say trauma, resilience, and youth. So that's what the try portion is. Ah. And then our actual logo, it's a V and a mountain. So it's like peaks and valleys, the ups and downs, right? Um, Every day is a new day. Every day offers a new challenge. The key is how you navigate through those challenges, how you make adjustments. Um, When you're in those valleys, how do you dig out of those valleys? Being the adverse experiences um, that you've gone through. And then even when you're at your peak, right, reaching your peak, um, getting to a point of success, what do you do with that? Do you then just focus on self or are you saying, hey, I'm in a good place. Now I need to serve others.
2: Right, That's good. Boy, You this was well thought out,
0: mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm.
2: Very much so. Um, so when you decided to form this organization, was it because of what you were seeing with young people?
0: Definitely. So my background as an athlete and then, um, after competing as an athlete, collegiate level, professional level, going into coaching, I was also a guidance counselor. So as a guidance counselor, and I was primarily in middle school mm-hmm. age group, um, and anybody that has a middle school age child, they understand the hormones and the, yes. the changes and the dynamics that they're facing with trying to gain independence, figure themselves out, and kind of find, find where they belong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of ups and downs. And I noticed that they had a lot of trouble with self-regulation, understanding how to um, deal with brain alarm and the different forms of toxic stress that they're experiencing as an adolescent. Right. And so I said, instead of just finding ways to remove them from class for behavior or um, get them out of the school so it's like one less kid to worry about, we need to again meet them where they are, figure out interventions and ways to support them and what they're going through. And I think you do that by asking questions, by creating um, various opportunities for them to engage in things they've never seen. That's the key. And that connection is what creates the change.
2: Brain alarm.
0: Mm-hmm. Give me
2: a definition.
0: So, brain alarm would be when an act, or something occurs that creates a fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. There's also a freeze response. So it could be anything from a fight breaking out. It could be anything from a person yelling at you right. where you just, how do you react? Um, it's different for everyone. Gotcha. And sometimes it takes you to a, a place where in the past something occurred that triggers that response because it, it kind of simulates the same act you're like oh this happened to me back when i was six and it triggers right either you fight back or you run away and kind of tuck mm-hmm. away so you don't have to deal with it
2: that makes me think of uh something that i read about It's and i think the term they use flooding mm-hmm. you know where uh it, and the example was a girl, teenage girl, something happened with a classmate, something happened, and she went off, and mm-hmm. it was just, ah, mm-hmm. up here, and people trying to talk her down, but ah, it's still there, and it's like, okay, the other technique is to just gently say things to her, calm down, you know, slowly, so it could de-escalate, and then when she's out of it, it's almost like, what happened? Right you know, right. That, that explosive kind of thing. You have the athletic background. You have the athletic background, uh, Crayton as
1: well. Mm -hmm.
2: Does that help in this kind of program?
1: Yes. Um, a lot of the youth that I work with, um, they love basketball Mm -hmm. and basketball has been the primary, uh, employment that I've had coaching college basketball, high school basketball at all different levels and everything like that. And so it adds a sense of credibility to it because um, some of the people that I, some of the youth that I work with, they want to play college basketball or they want to be professional basketball players. Well, I try to teach them and guide them on what it takes, and what type of attitude you have to have, what your demeanor has to be. And one thing that I like to talk about is their brand. What is your brand? You know, they all know about Nike. They all know about Gucci. I say we all have our own personal brand where people perceive us as one thing or another. And using, um, you know, the different things that we teach at uh, Strive 365, and then add on the fact that they know that I was a coach, it kind of works together as far as, uh, you know, getting, building those relationships and establishing trust with them.
2: All right. That's kind of that common thing that you were talking about. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, to really have that impact, you have to establish trust. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen overnight. That's yeah. a consistent relationship building a commitment that is made by an adult, a coach, a mentor, educator, anybody that's just a caring person. You don't have to necessarily be uh, the most experienced in a field. As long as you care and you show them and you show up, um, that's where you establish that trust and you start building higher levels of a relationship that makes them feel like somebody cares. Um, I've heard the statement, all it takes is one caring adult. And it may not be somebody in your household. Right,
2: so right.
0: if we all take the step of saying I can be that, I can have that impact. Maybe you had your own challenges growing up. Maybe you still have challenges. But even sharing your story that and helps. Yeah. Right, opening up it. It. Sometimes I've heard even educators, facilitators, mentors say, I'm growing more working with youth or with these individuals, I think then what they're learning from me, right? It's it's kind of reshaping and making you appreciate the opportunity you have to be in that position.
2: Right. And I guess for some adults who are uh the leaders, Mm -hmm. some of this goes back to their childhood kind of stuff that Mm -hmm. brings up those memories and those things that they had to go through and maybe some of the things that they haven't dealt with, you know? So they can, Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. they can really relate to the kid. Um, So I know you work directly with kids. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing?
1: Uh, Well, one of the main things we're seeing is the results of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the children have not been in school for eighteen months, or it's been off and on and everything like yeah. that. So, you know, when you have a a sixth grader, they really have a fourth grade mentality because fifth grade was kind of just off and on, whether they were in or out, and now we're back full time, and we're seeing the different displays of emotion and behavior. In the classroom, out of the classroom, as a result of the pandemic, uh, and it's not just the the, it's not just the kids either. It's with the adults. It's with everybody. We all have to get back in the rhythm of things, yeah. and kind of get back on track and f- figure out, you know, how we're going forward with this and everything. So that's one of the, the biggest things that I'm seeing.
2: Yeah, is that causing more behavioral issues?
1: I believe so. Um, I believe that had there not been this pandemic and we were, um, you know, just about going about business Mm -hmm. as usual, um, I don't think there would be as much. I'm not saying that there wouldn't be issues, but I just think that that's an added layer to what we're seeing as far as what's going on. Yeah,
2: because that routine was disrupted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I I, it sounds like Strive 365 has two prongs. One is that direct interaction with the kids and the other is teaching the teachers or Mm -hmm. teaching the leaders. Am am I on the right track?
0: Correct. So we, we provide, um, the one piece is the relationship building, Mm -hmm. um, the professional development, which is at the core of everything we do. Um, it's building that foundation to have relationships, to, connect and kind of scale out where you're saying the individuals that are in the trenches working with the kids every day um educating them coaching them mentoring even caretakers yeah where they are finding that they need support at times with interventions ways to reach those kids that are in front of them that's what we do that's what we do with our our uh, professional development We also have diversity, equity, inclusion piece attached to that Mm -hmm. and intersectionality where you say, you know, we are all different. We may look a certain way, but you can't just put someone in a box. Right. Right. We have to peel back layers to dive deeper into who someone is or who they will be or want to be Mm -hmm. and ask questions. Then the second piece is the curriculum. Um, So our curriculum is similar to what Creighton is saying is what we implement when doing the work um, at the schools, either providing it to the schools to use after they've gone through training, Mm -hmm. or we have our program managers working in-house at the schools, providing that additional support to those in need.
2: Wow. So and when you're training training the teachers or training the leaders or training the caregivers, um, that's where they really get a sense of what that modeling right. looks like or right. what that's all about and how important it is that they are good models.
0: Right. And it, uh, one of the things I think that, cause there's a lot of organizations that are doing SEL, the social emotional learning support, mm-hmm. and they're trauma-informed. Right. But one of the things that I, I believe sets us apart is that we actually work with our partners to assess gaps and figure out what their needs are so we actually customize what we are offering to them so we keep our frameworks you know the relationship building piece and the behavioral change process through Mm -hmm. the curriculum we keep those frameworks but how we implement the timeline who the specific groups are we're working with That all depends on what the school, the leaders of the school, the teachers, what they're saying that they need or the after school program, summer programs. And once we get going, sometimes you have to tweak and make adjustments. Right. Things change. Um, So we work with them to make sure that we're providing a service that supports their needs rather than this is what we do. This is the package. This is how you need like it's one size fits all. And that's all different. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How is there ever any resistance to the training?
0: Sure. There's been I I think. Individuals, for the most part, have seen the value in what we do. Uh Um, But as we know, there's always pushback when you're dealing with challenging situations, challenging topics. Um, And, you know, we're in the business of change. And if you're going to have change, you have to confront those challenges. And at certain times, there will be individuals that don't want to buy in. They want to do things the same way they've been doing them. Mm -hmm. And when we hit those Mm -hmm. obstacles, we say, look, this is the approach. You know, we hope that you can come on board. We value all opinions. But if you want things to change and you're truly in this for growth, development and support of those in need, you'll follow suit. If not, maybe this isn't the right profession for you.
2: Wow. Yeah. Tough love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes it's needed, right?
0: That's what it is. So, you know, we, like I said, we're open-minded and want to hear everybody's thoughts and opinions. And we're all different people. Mm -hmm. That's how we're made up. And that's another piece, too, is we call it, uh, it's called participatory action research, where you work with groups to figure out where they're struggling, you get data and collect metrics and you say, okay, here's what our findings are. And a lot of times participatory means they have a voice, but a lot of times individuals drop in, get what they need and leave. Mm -hmm. So they're not offering support to those groups in need. They're just getting what they want. So in our work, aside from just what we apply with our programming, Again, we're constantly listening, constantly developing, constantly customizing to make sure we continue to provide services they need.
2: right constantly tweaking mm-hmm. okay We're gonna take a short break. We're gonna come back and continue our conversation so stay with us.
1: Hey boss Okay
2: you
0: said I'm fine hey. Me the bait. see you in the morning. with the first. Deal lost
1: were Hey, son. Hey, Bob. You know you can talk to me? Yes. Yeah. Worried about your friend but don't know how to reach out?
0: You can say how are you will
1: get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat with them in VR. It's so good. If you think you should check in, yeah, you should. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Learn how you can help at seize the awkward.org.
2: Welcome back to the 411 Live. My guests today, Brandon Curry and Creighton Nash. They are with STRIVE 365. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the uh, curriculum of working with the young people. And I know that there's this uh, acronym CRAFT. What does that mean? How do you, it, what are you teaching kids with that?
0: Um, I'll, I'll start and Creighton, and you can jump in with what you're actually implementing at some of the schools. But CRAFT is the behavioral change process. Mm-hmm. So what it is is almost pathways or steps that we're getting the kids to understand how to go through a quick process before they react to a situation. Um, an example that we're seeing quite often um, would be road rage. Mm-hmm. Right? Somebody cuts somebody off, they just instant reaction, they go and shoot them or run them off the road or, right? Which then creates a massive um, form of, it's like a traumatic impact for multiple people, right? The person that then does that, they're going to prison, right? Then the individuals that were hurt, that's trauma for everybody in their life as well. Mm -hmm. So what we do is, with the kids, the acronym actually means catch yourself, relax, assess, focus, think, decide, act. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a long process, but once it's programmed into you and you're you're conditioned, your mindset is conditioned to go through these steps, you make better decisions. And I mean, let's be honest, kids will make decisions that may not be the best one, mm-hmm. But the key is that they learn from it right so that's mm-hmm. the other piece and then what we're finding um we'll do the activity. so catch yourself there might be an activity where we're highlighting catching yourself what does that mean how does that work um how do you implement that in decision making yeah and we're doing it through an activity so it becomes a part of them you'll start seeing that kids say, oh you need to catch yourself to the other kids, right? Mm-hmm. That's they, good. They start uh-huh. modeling the behaviors. Um, as you move down the line with relax, there's a lot of uh, research and conversation about mindfulness, mm-hmm. the breathing techniques. Um, that's, again, attached to self-regulation, right? Where you're right. just like, yeah. before I do it, I need to take a deep breath and like really try to just calm down mm-hmm. before I then do something. Then you're assessing you're trying to figure out what even happened, right? This person maybe cut you off. It's like, whoa, right? I need to figure out what happened, why it happened. Maybe somebody slipped, like drove over into their lane and they had to cut you off. Right. You know? Maybe
2: they're trying to get to the hospital. Exactly. You
0: know? We just don't know. Yeah. And then you focus, meaning you're focusing, okay, you got these three steps you've gone through. You're focusing then on what you're going to do next, which is the think, decide, act, where you're making the decision, like the actual action of doing something, Mm -hmm. um, which could be to, oh, let them in, don't worry about it, or the negative, which I described was those individuals reacting in a negative way, which then creates negative consequences. Um, So we go through those steps, through our activities and our curriculum, and we modify according to age, according to needs at the school, as we talked mm-hmm. about the customization piece.
2: That is good. That is good. So I mean, that that's good for adults too.
0: It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we could really use that. Take that pause. You know, don't don't react right away. Think about it. Focus. Relax. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good.
0: Because even you know, you take an educator. They have stressful jobs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When I look at the um, crisis, I think we're in across the country, and the pressure that's on educators, leadership, coaches, everybody that's in front of kids, I see it as every decision you make is crucial. Mm-hmm. And so when you're when you're under that pressure again, that's the fight flight. Freeze, response, even as an educator. Like, what do I do? You know, say a a kid is struggling. Uh, Maybe they don't have the best behavior. It's so easy to focus negative energy towards their negative energy.
2: Right. Yelling
0: at them, kicking them out of class instead of, hey, ask them, take time to ask them questions to figure out what they're going through. That's good. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you have educators who don't come from the same environment these kids come Mm -hmm. from. And when that happens, they don't have a, uh, uh, you know, that knowledge of what the kid might be going through. Empathy. I mean, they may have it now. I don't know. But, yeah, the empathy empathy, part of it. And so if they're focused on you're doing this to me and not focused on what might be happening with this kid or the reason why this kid might be acting this way, you know, there's a disconnect there.
0: Mm -hmm. Great word. Disconnect. Yeah. The disconnect. Again, it comes back to the relationship. Mm. Right. So if you if you take the time to build that rapport, build that relationship, have that connection when a student is acting um, out of the norm, because you'll understand their norms. You'll have a better idea of why and you'll also have a better idea of how to approach and create an intervention to support them. But when, when you don't know them, the easy fix—guess what it is?
1: What get, it's out. Spelled, yeah. get out,
0: get mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. leave. Yeah, you're yeah. you're disrupting this class for everybody else. It's almost like they don't matter, and they're creating their own narrative, and we're giving them what they want. We're going to take—you know—there's twenty-five kids. Removing this kid now, we're at twenty-four. We don't have that issue anymore.
2: Now you're requiring uh, these teachers and leaders to to work. They've got to put in the work. Because it, um, there is work to be empathetic, to think, make yourself think in terms of that other person. And if they're saying, well, shoot, I'm going through a lot with this coronavirus thing and my family is blah, 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 I don't have time to think about you. Mm-hmm. So you have to really hone in on the teachers that you're teaching, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's... You say, but you go into this work, all social sciences. You go into the work because you care about helping others, right? And yes, those teachers, those educators, you know, we have to be empathetic to them as well Mm -hmm. and to their needs. They also need to feel supported. That's true. uh, They also Mm -hmm. need to be provided resources. They also need to be provided uh, professional development opportunities. Have a voice. Here's what's happening to us. This is what we're seeing. these are the changes that are occurring. What do we do in these situations? How do we continue to grow? So we see that, but then it's still that doesn't, we don't, you don't lower standards, right? right? You figure out ways to offer support and take the time to, to imp, find ways to implement, implement new strategies to create that change.
2: And that's where you were saying the curriculum will look different from different people, you know, because the circumstances are different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you have to tailor make that, make that to them. Um, I know that you've been in the school working with the kids short term, you know, mm-hmm. haven't been there that long. But in some of the things that you're trying to implement and model with these kids, are you seeing some results?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, just in the short amount of time that I've had to work with the students, uh, one of the things I do is I try to use current events. Okay. And... I guess one of the most current events, if you're a basketball fan, LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart got into a little tussle and there ended up being some suspensions and everything. So uh, with one of the groups of kids that I have. I'm mentoring these young men, high school age. They all love basketball. LeBron James is their their goat. Um, I've showed them the video of what happened. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about craft and catching yourself and so um we talked about the brain alarm that went on with with isaiah and how he just was relentless and going after uh lebron after he got hit with an elbow and everything like that and i stopped it and we just had a a really good organic discussion about times in their lives when things have happened and then you know those I like to let those discussions kind of take their own pathway. You know, we do have a construct that we have to stick within, mm-hmm. but I like it when the young men are, are kind of leading the discussion and talking about it themselves, too, because then they start really thinking about it and figuring things out. Yeah. And this particular lesson led to them talking about uh, an incident that happened uh, at school and how they could have handled things better. And literally two days later, the basketball team actually had an incident at the school or at their game where something happened and a fight broke out. And they were able to kind of use their own method of thinking to back away from the situation and and get off the court. And when I heard that, I said, wow, that's I felt good. I felt good about what we're doing and how that had a a definite impact on what was going on.
2: Light bulbs were going off. Yep. That's wonderful. That is great. If somebody wants to get in touch with you guys, you know, they hear this, they think, you know, we need you or whatever. What do they what do they do?
0: Um, please go to our website. It is www.strive365.org. That's s t r y v numeric 365.org. Um, we have all of our contact information there. Please feel free to contact us. We'd love to meet with you. And also if somebody's interested in, uh, in volunteering as well as donations, all donations, um, we've been gr- fortunate enough to have a funder who matches donations as well as um, all proceeds go to our programming.
2: Wonderful, wonderful. Guys, this has been a great discussion. I am so proud of what you guys are doing. I think it's so, so needed and so important. Thank you very much. So keep on keeping on.
0: We appreciate you. Hopefully we can come back again. Yeah, I I would love it.
2: I would love it. So you've been listening to Brandon Curry and Creighton Nash, and they are with Strives 365. And I think in the future, you will be hearing much more about them and the organization. So thank you for joining us for another edition of The 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. We are a nonprofit organization. If you are so inclined to help us out, go to our website, the411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is The 411 Live. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.